Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Something a little bit different today. I was lucky enough to sit down on a Zoom last night uh, with one of my very keen followers, James. He's been following me since absolute day one. And I knew that when he popped up and said, can I ask you a couple of questions about podcasts and whatnot? I just thought, yeah, 100%, mate. I know he's been one of my day oneers. Champion fella, absolute legend. Uh, and he just, I think he's thinking, he's thinking about starting his own podcast. We sort of spoke about that briefly at the end. Zoom, uh, Zoom started to cut into our time a little bit at the back end. Uh, uh, but yeah, James just wanted to ask a heap of questions about podcasting and whatnot. And I just said to him, bro, do you mind if I record this? Uh, I don't know. It might come in handy for people. People might enjoy listening to it. Uh, a little bit about my story, a little bit about my thoughts about social media and uh, where Guru will be over the next few years and all that sort of stuff. So uh, a pretty raw chat here. We didn't, as you'll be able to hear on the audio, we just jumped on and started talking. So, uh, yeah, there's no scripting in this whatsoever. This is just two blokes having a yarn uh, about podcasting, about social media, about all that sort of stuff. So might interest you. There's not really any footy in this, to be honest with you. It's all uh, just around that sort of chat. So uh, really interesting. I think you will enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, no, no footy in it. So it might not be for everyone. Uh, but give it a crack. See how you go. What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. Heart's a bit heart racing a bit. A little bit nervous for it, to be honest. Nah, don't, don't be nervous, bro. It's all good. No stress at all. Um, yeah, mate, I'm sort of, I'm recording it um, as it is now. So I'll just sort of um, chuck it into a podcast a, a little bit later. But, uh, mate, I mean, um, shoot away. Anything you want to ask, uh, go for it. Yeah, easy. I, no need to be nervous. I've actually but. got a, yeah, I've got a few ones that I was just going to uh, run by, uh I didn't know if you were going to jump into it recording or not. So I was just going to confirm if there's any things that you can or can't talk about. Like if you're comfortable talking about even just like finances of the, of the podcast, you don't have to go into specific numbers, but yeah, no, you know mate, how mate, it. I'll, I'll, yeah, sweet, bro. Sounds um, good. I will run by you. Uh, one of the first questions I sort of had is what's the, the best way, I don't know if you'd know, but the best way to – make a podcast like this more of a conversation and casual and less like I'm straight interview, interviewing you and asking you questions, run off a script. 
Uh, it's hard, mate, because like when you when when you're talking to someone for like if you go to the pub with your mates and you're you're used to their social cues, you sort of know the direction your conversation is going to go. Whereas when you're talking to a stranger, it's um it's very different. It's actually it's an I personally don't think it's an art that I've I've mastered either. But I think that when you are listening to podcasts, you can definitely tell the difference between um people that are reading off a script and people that are having a conversation. And yeah, it, it is a real art. And I remember. I remember that when I when I first started podcasting, I went to a course, uh, a podcasting course, which at the time I thought, "What the fuck is this? This just sounds ridiculous." <laughs> but um, and I remember at the time, like I was I was part time work and everything, and I think the course cost me about five hundred bucks. And I remember just thinking, "Oh my god, that is the most exorbitant amount of money." In hindsight, um, I would have paid five thousand dollars for it. Um, just the yeah, basics right. it taught me and like fundamentals that it taught me that I'm still using today. And, you know, as, as simple as it sounds, I, I was lucky enough to go and do this course and I just happened to be in the same course with a couple of guys that I knew, uh, the boys that run the Rabbitohs radio podcast. Um, and one of the co-hosts there, Darren Brown, um, I've grown up with Brownie. He's been like a, um, a problem probably wouldn't say um an uncle but he's always been like around in my life and everything and he obviously he played for south penrith and um i remember my first like part of my course was to interview darren and um i had a set of questions that i was going to follow and i'd done all this research and all that and i just remember like i was talking to him interviewing him and everything but uh i remember when, when, when i finished i thought fuck how good was that and then the guy played it back to me the guy running the course and he said like this this sounds so basic but what you need to do is listen to the person that's talking. And I sort of went, you know, I heard everything he said. He's like, yeah, but you didn't respond to anything off the back of that. And yeah. I straight away thought, yes, that's exactly what I fucking did. And there was times we, we went back and listened to it. And he, every like 30 seconds, he pulled the podcast up and he said, what I would have done here is I would have asked this, this, this off the back of what he said. And then eventually you can lead it into your next question. And I quite often find, mate, when I when I am doing podcasts here with other people who, you know, obviously I've done a, a million fucking podcasts by now, but when I sit here with other people <laughs> and they're interviewing me, it's very evident straight away when you can tell guys have got set questions and they're sticking yep. to that because I will quite often, and you'll quite often find the people that have done a, a lot of podcasts, a lot of interviews, what they'll do is they will help the host out and they'll give them little ins to ask a next question. And it's really evident when you're getting interviewed that people, when people can't address that, that they're just sticking to their script, it becomes very, very plain. Yeah, I will, you can notice a few of them even just in your podcast with Kempi and, and Maddie and uh, and Timmy that it, it's probably a bit easier in those sense that you can lead into a mention of a player and then you go, and just on that player, I thought this. Um, so obviously, yeah, those are sort of cues that I, I certainly need to learn. I know that I need to do them, but it's it's certainly something that I'm unfamiliar with at the moment. I mean, this entire uh, podcast class that I'm doing is a bit unfamiliar, but that's why I love it. Yeah, for sure, mate. And it is something that you'll – and, you know, me, me saying to people, oh, when people are talking, you need to listen. You're like, yeah, yeah, of course you do. But if you're not listening to interact, like you're interviewing that person because they're interesting. So the things that they're saying – are interesting and there are follow-up questions to absolutely everything to delve a little bit deeper and i mean the reality is that the uh, the the questions that you're asking at the end of the day they're probably going to be the questions that everyone else has asked realistically depending on who you're interviewing um so that's where if you can go a little bit deeper or even if you can uh, another one i've found that's worked really well is when people say something and you listen to them try and relate it to your life somehow and you tell a story and 
what you'll quite often find, as with human beings, as you know, when you're at the pub with your mates, you tell a story, they tell a story, and you end up in these weird spots. Yeah. That's where the good shit is. That's where the raw good shit is. And you'll – Oh. It's just about being relatable and not being robotic with your questions. Yeah, and exactly. Yes, ha- have a plan, but that plan isn't a straight line where you have to tick all these boxes. Uh, and, you know, like they're, 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 there's even been times when I've been doing an interview where people have asked me a question and I answer it and I go into a little bit more depth with it and I've actually answered their next question already and they don't even yeah. realise and they still ask it. And oh, right. as a listener, if, if you're listening to that, you're going, what the fuck is going on here? And you can you can tell that people aren't listening to the responses. They're just so worried about getting through what they had to get through. And, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll do an interview with someone, they'll go, hey, I've only got half an hour, so you'll try and tick all these boxes. Whereas you're probably better off spending that half an hour asking three questions and going in depth on those and seeing where it goes instead of trying to sneak your 10 in. It's about 30 minutes. Yeah, no, I I personally have experience in that. In uh, one of my classes last year, I – it was more of a sort of interview radio class, and I, I did a bit of work um, in the Newcastle music space in the live mm. entertainment business, and how like COVID's affected that. And I had some great guys that I work with, thankfully, but God, they they gave me such great and in depth answers, and like six of my questions would be ticked off after just asking one because they just they'd go into it, and yeah, they were fantastic in that in that sense. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, off the back of those questions, like you might have said, oh, you know, who are the people that helped you out or, or, you know, whatever the question might be. And there's always deeper questions as far as why did that help you? How do you use that now? Like there's just, you don't just ask a question, leave it there, move on to the next thing. There's always questions Mm. to build on questions, which is where you get the real depth. And ideally what you want to do, you want to make the person you're interviewing sit there and go, ah, fuck and really make them sort of think about it and, and, and consider a little bit deeper about that situation than what they probably previously have. Because the reality is they've probably already answered that same question on a different podcast 15 times. Yeah, no, exactly right. Well, hopefully some of these um, can get you thinking a bit deeply like that. Mm. But I assume this first one won't do that, as I will ask the, the age-old question, what are the reasons in you wanting to become a podcaster? What pushed you to this area? Um, I was a teacher at the time, um, and I, I was doing the page part-time for a couple of years, which I was loving, really enjoyable. I reckon in the first, um, maybe two years, I reckon I had one sponsor on for a couple of months. I reckon I made maybe $2,000, um, over the, you know, two year period. So, uh, not that much, but at the time I thought, how good's that? I'm talking about footy. This is unreal. Um, and then I sort of, I had a really shit boss at my work that I fucking couldn't stand. And I just sort of <laughs> decided, you know what, fuck this. I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. I want to do something on myself. Um, I think I had about 25, 30,000 followers on Instagram and I sort of thought, um, maybe I can have a red hot crack at this. I had my, one of my best mates, he's, uh, incredibly successful on social media. He's built his, his page, um, he, he's a very humble guy, so I won't say what the page is, but he's built his page from zero followers to uh, almost two million. Um, so he's got about 30 to 40 people working under him at the moment, which is, and it's all built uh, from social media. I literally remember the week I first saw the page when even I looked at it and went, fuck, I'm not even going to follow that. What are you doing? And now it's a worldwide business. He's uh, he's expanding to America over the next few weeks, which is insane. So he was a big push telling me that I could sort of do this and that I could achieve something with it. Um, and he was spot on. So thank God I had him in my corner. Uh, but I just wanted to work for myself, mate. I didn't want to be tied down. I didn't want to fall into the rat race. The other thing that 
I think made it interesting was COVID hit, everyone was working from home all of a sudden. Because I was a teacher, we don't really have that option. Mm. So all of a sudden, everyone's living these lives where they're at home, chilling out. I was still going to work every day. It was just, it was shithouse. I, I really hated it. Very, there was a bit of um, jealousy that came into it. And I was sort of, sort of already on my way to um, doing this full-time by that point. But I think that was a big push that, um, you know, by that time, I literally could do this. And outside of my industry, not many of my mates are at work every day and everything. And it's all sort of flipped now. A lot of them are back to work and I'm the opposite. And I've actually realized now you're not missing out on all that, all that much realistically. <laughs> um, but yeah, mate, I just had a, I had a real passion. I didn't want to cop shit from, you know, a boss or something that could, you know, just dictate so many emotions in my life. So um, yeah, just had a red hot crack. Yeah, no, fantastic. It, as we just spoke about, that's already covered another question. I was going to ask, um, why necessarily running a podcast as opposed to broadcast journal, uh, broadcast like radio, television in this area? Was it just that same sort of reason, just not wanting to, um, just wanting to work for yourself and not have to put up with other people? Uh, mate, I've said it time and time again. If Fox Sports was to ring me tomorrow and say, "Do you want to come work for this?" I would say no. I wouldn't even consider it. Uh, wouldn't there interest me in the slightest because. I know that I can be successful on my own. I know I right now I'm my own boss. I work as hard as I want to work, which is fucking hard. I, I'm, I'm lucky that I have got that um, work ethic behind me, uh, but it also just means that I can say whatever the hell I want to do. I can do whatever the hell I want to do, whereas if I was with a Fox Sports, a Telegraph, one of those spots, um, it would sort of dictate what I could do, what I could say, and I'd have to push certain agendas. I'd have to make certain people happy. You get... You know, and, and you go into these places and you, you sign certain contracts to do certain things and all of a sudden you find yourself doing another 10 or 15 other things on top of that that aren't your job, et cetera, et cetera. I just don't have to deal with that stuff, you know, and I absolutely love that. Yeah. No, that's the dream, isn't it? Everybody wants their own business. Yeah. So what what exactly does a typical work week look like for you? You don't have to go into extreme details if we're getting too personal, but how, do, how does you run all your pages? Um, mate, it's, it's pretty basic to be honest with you. Like, like Monday, I, um, actually I'll, I'll start on a, on a Sunday. So, uh, I finish watching the Sunday afternoon games. I take all my notes and everything. Sunday night's normally a bit of a nightmare for me. I'm normally up until one, maybe two o'clock. So as soon as the last game finishes, I'll go into my studio. I'll need to record all my reviews for the next day. I'll need to get all my notes together, all my stats together and everything ready for bloke in a bar on Monday. Um, get all that ready. Uh, I'm normally up till probably one or two o'clock, uh, just getting all that ready and just making sure it's all 100% recording my podcast for the next day, which are reviews from the weekend. Um, then I'll get up Monday morning, try and, you know, work out, go to the gym, do, do something if I can. Um, then I head into bloke shears, which is just around the corner from me, thankfully. Uh, and I'm there for the next, you know, five, six hours. We normally sort of, um, come into the studio and, you know, just just catch up on the weekend or whatever for the first hour or so, which is good. Um, and then we sort of get into the show, which, uh, as you guys know, when you're recording that, when you're watching that, it goes for about four hours. Um, so once you add in toilet breaks and all that stuff like that, even like at the end of the show when you've got to upload it all and everything, you're looking at, um, you know, six or seven hours in there. So, and that's an exhausting day. I'm starting to get more and more used to it, but just like being in front of the camera and everything all day and being on for four hours is, is very tough, especially with like, the depth that we go into. Um, I wouldn't change it for mm. the world, but Monday's exhausting. Um, and then Tuesday's a bit of a a bit of a more chilled out day for me because I've got 
I cut up all the content from the Bloke in a Bar podcast. I chuck that on my podcast all day Tuesday. So that sort of fills my content. Then it's just about getting ready for um, getting ready, you know, all the rest of the content for the rest of the week and preparing for Beers and Break Evens, our, um, our Supercoach show that I do with Timmy Williams. Um, so there's a lot of prep that goes into that. Um, obviously, are you a uh, um, s- s- Supercoach player? Certainly am, mate. Good. I'm in – what league am I in, actually? I'm in one of yours. Oh, did the, you get uh, into one of them? Jersey flag. Jersey yeah, I got flag, into the yeah, Jersey good. flag, I think. I'll yeah, have a nice. quick look. Well, yeah, so so like the, the, the preparation for beers and break-evens is um, pretty extensive. The, the, the way that we sort of do it, because Tim's, like, Tim's the um, mastermind um, at Supercoach and I also do the social media – and the prep and all that, so that's going through all the team list, getting all the questions off Instagram. Mm. So I, I, I literally just did that with you before I jumped on. So that takes me about an hour and a half or so. Um, and yeah, just getting ready for that show. I think for for Tim because he's more of a natural uh, Supercoach Classic sort of guy. Um, he probably doesn't have to do as much prep for it, whereas I, I like to really over prepare and be ready for it. So that's pretty time consuming. And then, um, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, I'll probably spend two hours on a Tuesday night. Uh, on my Supercoach draft competition with my mates because uh, you got to pick up players off the waiver wire uh, yeah. the, the next morning. So normally the 9 till 11 o'clock at night, that's sort of my lounge time to sit down and go through, uh, which front row forward might score me 45 to 50 points <laughs> this week. So um, I take that very seriously, but that's my... That's my real little um, little outlet um, with my mates. That's like my little uh, recreational activity every week. So I absolutely love my Supercoach draft. So take that very seriously. Wednesday, go into the studio, do beers and break-evens. Uh, and then I spend the rest of the week essentially making content off the back of that. Um, I spend the rest of the week. I obviously do like another four or f- oh, probably six or seven podcasts for, for, for the rest of the week. So honestly, like like – Thursday, Friday changes every week. Like there might be sponsorship stuff on that week. I might have like an event I've got to go to or something like that. But it'll always sort of be if I don't have something to do, it'll be filled in with making Supercoach content, making reels, all that sort of stuff. Which um, the way that everyone's leveled up over the last year, two years, whatever it might be on on um, content, that is just so time consuming at the moment because it's just been taken to a new level. So um, it's just the- you, is it? You handle all of that. Like I know yeah. Maddie does a fair bit for, for Denon, for instance, but you run everything in terms of editing, in terms of posting for all your content? Yeah. Every single thing you see on my page is created by me. I've had um, I've got a fellow that's helped me out with some camera work at the moment just because um, like, people don't appreciate how much um, how much and how hard uh, Maddie the Waterboy works. He just does so oh, much. So he's, he's, a, a, he's an he's absolute a freak. freak at what he does, bro. He's unbelievable. Pe- people don't understand how good he is at what he does and how hard he works. But we, we, he was doing – he was recording beers and break-evens for us last year, and I just sort of mm-hmm. said to him, bro, I, I think you've got enough on your plate. So I went and found someone. Uh, he's a champion fella, He's and he makes um, – about two or three posts a week. So for the first time ever, I've sort of uh, <laughs> relinquished, uh, I guess you could say, <laughs> a few posts that are being made. Um, and He's like, already heading towards retirement. Uh, exactly, yeah. But I'll tell you what, uh, when you release like your post for the first time and let someone else do it, fuck, it's hard. It's like I just want to nitpick everything. I want to pick out all these minor things that are wrong with everything, you know, but that's something that I've got to improve at because um, I think it's going to be uh, something that's going to be more and more relevant as time goes on. Oh, it's got, it has to be, doesn't it? Yep. Like, you've got a workload here that's it's ridiculous. And I, 
went in here thinking you've got to have some help. There's no way he's able to do all this behind the scenes. How many pages do you run between the podcasts, YouTube, Instagram? You've got a website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, to, to be fair, I, I don't add that much to the website, but the YouTube, the Instagram, um, the Instagram sort of linked to the Facebook, so that sort of does its own work. But even just getting into like – TikTok and all that shit. Um, oh, yeah, more. yeah, it, it's a lot, and and just yeah, yeah, little little subtle things that people not in content wouldn't understand. That like you gotta, if you upload the same thing to Instagram, the same thing to TikTok, it'll the views will go down dramatically. So you've got to you got to change little things and all that sort of stuff. There's just a lot that goes into it all, and it's all very uh, time consuming. But um, I wouldn't change it for the world, brother. No way. Are, are there any specific like actions that you? you take in like cross promoting those pages is there a strategy to to build each audience and bring them all back to every other platform yeah to some extent there is i'm still sort of trying to work out um tiktok i'm actually i i'm not sure if my sort of in-depth sort of uh deep dive content is overly useful Mm. for people on tiktok i think that's more of like a um uh, more of like a spot for like comedy and um, humor and, mm. and all that sort of stuff, you know. So as far as that goes, it's hard, sometimes it's hard for me to translate my content over. But um, I think that also, you know, like the, the people that are huge on TikTok at the moment, that the, the really enjoy it are, are the young crowd. And, you know, mm. eventually in 10 years' time, they'll be my age. Uh, I grew up with Instagram. They're going to grow up with uh, TikTok. So you've also got to – like you're not, you're not planning your TikTok content for – today per se you're not even planning for tomorrow but you're, you're also planning it for your audience in 10 years time you know um, yeah no that's because that's the like like you 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 say that I, I i always tell the story i had um i had my under 16s um footy side two years ago and i said um who's got facebook not a single hand went up I said who's got instagram <laughs> half of them went up i said who's got tiktok and every single one of them went up so it just shows and that's I there's mean, no way oh bro like uh, imagine if you said how um how old are you uh, 22, 23 22. in November. Yeah, right. Fuck. Well, I mean, if I said to you, do you remember when we all had um, Bebo? Does that mean anything to you? Oh, God, I haven't heard of it. Exactly right. Whereas when I was when I was in year eight, year nine, year ten, we all had a Bebo or MySpace, all this stuff. So, yeah, um, MySpace I'm familiar with. Yeah, so it all, it, all, it all just becomes irrelevant. And by the time these kids are my age, um, there'll be something like it, like TikTok will probably be old, you know? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Social media it just doesn't stop, and it's you, wild. Yeah, yeah, you lose way with the time. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, just wanted to point out, I am actually third in your your jersey flag at the moment. So Are you really two positions above you? Well, I mean, we're on the same points. So I've got Did more you buy Nicole score, the weekend. No, I've got him now after watching <laughs> and having the group chat of the boys rip me apart because they jumped on him early. The leader of the of your jersey flag is actually uh, I live with him. We're good mates, and yeah, he's right. winning at the moment. So yeah, awesome. couldn't cop more from him, so I had to bring him in first thing after <laughs> he was named on uh, today. Nah, fair shout. Um, <laughs> uh, right, I'll jump to another quote. What have we got here? Um, so an interesting one that I always. Uh, found was like the sort of branding and name of your page like where does obviously started as a super coach guru but between the the full font and how you structure your page how you want it to look and your your name your identity where did it all come from 
Um, yeah, so I guess like uh, from the start, like the the guru name, it's uh, it's an interesting one because people, uh, I think people, and it's fair enough too. Like people sort of um, look at that name and sort of go, "Oh, this bloke, he's so full of himself. He thinks he fucking mm. knows it all." Blah blah blah. Which I think, like, once you start following the page and listening to the podcast, you soon realise that that's not um, the reality of the situation. What happened was I, um, my mates, I'm I'm very competitive. I'm heaps competitive with all my mates and everything. As I said, I'll spend three hours tonight looking at my Supercoach draft and probably not even waver anyone. Um, <laughs> but um, I we the boys did a NFL um, fantasy comp years ago. Um, I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I was a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan then, but outside of the Steelers, I knew just about no one outside of, you know, the big quarterbacks, your Tom Brady's, yeah, uh, no. these sort of guys. So um, being the um, competitive little prick that I am, I thought, oh, I've got to find a way to, to win this comp. How am I going to do it? And I, um, I came across a guy on Twitter, which I'd hardly ever used, by the way. I, I just came across – I found it on the internet and someone said – this guy on Twitter, it, it might have been him saying it himself that he was good. I don't know, but I found him. He was called the Fantasy Guru. And mm. um, I didn't win the comp, but I think I came second or something or I lost the grand final or some shit. I don't know. It was years ago. Um, but I just remember sort of thinking, fuck, like, this doesn't really – well, as far as I knew, this didn't really exist on um, for rugby league or, like, I hadn't seen it anyway. Uh, t- turns out there was already a heap of guys that were sort of doing it um, on Twitter, but I don't think any of them were taking it. Seriously enough, if that makes sense. Um, mm. So it was 2018. I started that on Instagram, which th- there was definitely none on Instagram, none at all. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it just sort of grew really quickly. I think after, I always get the numbers confused, but I think it was like after a year, I had about 15,000 followers and I was only doing um, um, super coach stuff. So, uh, and I mean, if you have a look at like the other super coach content creators that are around mm. now and how long they've been around, how many followers they have. When I look back and go, fuck, I got 15K in a year, it was insane. Like, it just that is it grew so quickly. crazy. Yeah, bro. It, it was wild. And I still remember my mate that I mentioned earlier is like, oh, you got to change it to just rugby league. You got to expand out. And I sort of went, oh, I don't know. Like, I should probably stay in my lane, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he talked me into it. And thank God he did because it's just expanded so much and opened so many opportunities. And so, yeah, moved to rugby league guru then. Um, and then about a year ago, decided, all right, I've had this branding and everything for a long time. I paid 40 bucks for a guy to do my logo five years ago or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I made a definite upgrade and went through like a professional agency to make all my new branding, uh, oh, which, wow. you know, I'd never, I'd like, like coming out of high school, going to uni, then becoming a teacher, I'd never really had experience with like professional like um design and just business direction and all that so like it absolutely shocked me how expensive that was um blew me away but once again um worth every cent worth every cent for what i've got now and the the feel of what rugby league guru is and like i I remember thinking with my old logo like this is perfect but now that i've got my new one and all my new layout and everything i just think fuck this is exactly what it should have been the entire time you know and sometimes you just need um a creative eye to come in and sort of show you what you need to do um, which I think has been a real game changer for me. Yeah, no, for sure. What's the what's the uh, not the motto? I suppose the caption that you you sort of got for it. It's like inspired by the past. Yeah, it was funny. Um, that wasn't uh, that wasn't from them actually. That 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 was from me. That was how I felt about it once oh, they yeah. presented it all to me. So yeah, and and it was interesting. Like a, a lot of people 
said the same thing to me. Like, oh, I love that motto that they came out with. I think it was, and like, I haven't really used it um, since the rebrand because that's what it was for, but it was um, designed by the past, um, inspired by the future, I think it was. No, inspired by the past, designed by the for past, the designed for the future. Yeah, that'd be the one. Yeah, no. Um, and yeah, like I, 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 can think I, of that I pretty much went and sat down with these people, and they said, "What are you sort of looking for?" And I threw a heap of old rugby league weeks and big leagues, and I said, "This is what I'm after," and they nailed it. Ah, that's fantastic. Yeah, if, if I mean it works. If if I can sit here and look, think of, remember that even an inkling like that with with no pulling it up on my screen, then it's obviously something that sticks and it's something that works. Yeah, and. The identity of the page is is fantastic. As you said, though, I I loved what it looked like originally. I think, like, had you not rebranded, I, w- I didn't think you'd need one. But you're right, having having a look like this, this is certainly a page that I think is what the rugby league sort of podcast and sort of social media space needs is something like this. Yeah, for sure. And it's just got it's just got the perfect sort of. Um unique colour scheme and stuff. Like it was interesting. Um, the company that I went to to do it, um, that obviously had a lot of experience about two years before that, they'd done Kempe's rebrand for bl- Bloke in a Bar. Oh. And then about yep. six months before that, they'd done uh, Tom and Eddie for um, Hello Sport. So um, they obviously knew that I was in the same sort of tree as those guys. So sort of utilised a, a bit of that stuff. It was actually the original colour that they came back with me um, was going for like a, a retro-y sort of cream colour and I sort of said, oh, that reminds me a little bit too much of Hello Sport. Um, mm. So we just went for a really clean white and um, I remember when I got the cream one, I absolutely loved it, but I thought it's too Hello Sporty. Um, and then I got the white one and just went, no, nah, that's it. That's fucking perfect. So um, it's wild. Like, like you hear, you know, you hear, you know, people always talk about how like Coke chose the colour red and how that has a certain effect on you and everything. And I've always mm-hmm. just thought, fuck, that is absolute dribble. What could that possibly mean? But ever since I got mine properly done, like it, it has just been a game changer for me. I think people really, you don't actually notice that sort of stuff until you're actually fully in that industry. But it is 100% Completely correct. Agree, brand yeah. is... A brand is who you are, and if the, if you get it wrong, then it's not representing you and your morals and how you want this to be portrayed. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's fantastic how how the guru is branded. Um, all right. So, say I'm a I'm an inspiring podcaster. Say I say I'm you. Yeah. Uh, as a young young teacher, I wanted to get into this space. You couldn't even say that I could be anything. What <laughs> advice would you give me? Nicely done. To, this oh it had to be done <laughs> um i would say to you go and buy your, the first thing i would say to you is go and buy a piece of equipment called the roadcaster mm-hmm. uh roadcaster pro i think they brought out a new one last year which i assume effectively does the same thing i've done uh the same <laughs> thing as mine uh but um this is just podcasting for idiots but it's perfect and mm. you will find that um, everyone uses one of these. We use one at Bloke in a Bar. I use one at home here. Um, I would guarantee you that off camera, uh, where you probably can't see it, Joe Rogan 100% uses one of these or something very <laughs> similar to it. Um, they cost about a thousand, one thousand five hundred, which seems like a lot of money. Uh, but mate, for the amount I've used it, I would have happily spent 20k on this thing. That's how it has just made podcasting. So easy for me. I have spent the last few weeks traveling around the country with bloke country tours. I've taken it everywhere with me. I've podcasted from 
wherever I am, it's it's just been unreal. And I, I've even like I um I, I had a, a day about three years ago where uh, my roadcaster just stopped working all of a sudden. It was just panic stations, and I had to go buy one. I couldn't get one for a few days, so it sort of derailed everything for a few days. And I just decided that day, I went, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to buy three of them. Um, so I've got one that I use, I've got one that I haven't opened yet, and then I've got one that I take on the road with me. Um, and if one of them was to break, I would buy another one. So I had that spare one, so it was just ready to go always. It is the best bit of gear you'll ever buy, and the 1500 whatever it is, it is worth every cent. Do they sponsor your road? Because they should. Uh, no, they, they, they don't. They, 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 they've sent me out a few things, which is nice. A few microphones. Oh, so, yeah, they, they, they've sent me out a few arms, of a, a few microphones. But that, that's the beauty of podcasting, mate. Once you've got a microphone uh, and you've got this roadcaster, if you've got a laptop, that's all you need. Hmm. And they can send no, you fantastic. as many, you know, you, you can get as many microphones, whatever you want. All you need is just that, and that's it. No, fantastic. No, there, even in my my course that we're doing at the moment, it is they preach them like every, every every lecturer, every teacher preaches them. So I'm definitely not not denying them their ability. As much as I um haven't got the chance to use them yet, I might have to take you up and pick one up sooner rather than later. Well worth doing, mate. The amount of people I have that like want that, that have questions um similar to you, and I say it, then I check in a few months later. Have you brought the road cars? They go, no, nah, I'm just. I think I can get by without it. And then they eventually buy it. And they message me and go, I'm a moron. And I go, yes, you are. You were told this months ago. Just do it. Fantastic. Um, look, there's certainly one other question uh, I'll finish off on. And it's more of a less yeah, – you've, you've probably heard it a million times than any other job. But it's where do you see yourself in, in 10 years I don't know why it's a hard question because I've sort of like it's all happened so quickly and it's all come on so quickly. Um, I don't know, like, like five years from now, obviously, like bloke in a, pars, uh, bloke in a bar is a big part <laughs> of what I do. Um, but, I, you know, the, the, the day is going to come realistically where Kemi's going to want to move in, in a different direction or there's going to be someone new that could be more entertaining or there's going to be a player that retires that could take my spot. Like I know that that's not – mine forever i'll be doing everything i can to keep that forever but i think that will change eventually um you know it'll be interesting to see where the fantasy sports world takes us between super coach fantasy and all that i think that's a spot where myself and tim have probably got the biggest footprint in at the moment you certainly do coach so um i mean yeah it'll be interesting to see where it all goes i definitely think fantasy sports is always going to be a big part of what i do I have no doubt about that whatsoever, and I and, and I want to keep it a big part of what I do. Um, we're definitely starting to see companies realizing how much how much you can grasp and how many people you can get a hold of, hold of through um, through fantasy sports. I also think it'll be interesting if you know, obviously in Australia you got SuperCoach and then you've got NRL Fantasy. I just I wonder yeah. how long it's going to be until they go. You know what? Why don't we just merge? Yeah, and then if that does happen, I, I definitely feel like me and Tim could be the real face of that, you know, and I also think it's interesting now with people, you know, like um, they get guys like Corey Parker to be the face yeah. of it, but everyone knows that Corey Parker doesn't look at his team, doesn't give a shit, no. doesn't care. Everyone <laughs> yeah. knows it, you know, whereas yeah. oh, I, I just think it'll be interesting over the next few years to see if, you know, a super coach or a fantasy or whatever, if they do come knocking. I had a um, – actually sat down uh, where m- me and Tim are doing a bit of um, social media sort of game day content for a club in the NRL. I, I, I won't say what um, – uh, what club until it's all out, but we're, we're, we're going to be there on a few game days doing um, social media stuff. And they sort of said to me, they said, oh, you know, is there anything more that we could do? 
And I sort of went, oh, well, if I was a club, I would be having someone and, you know, I think me and Tim would be perfect for it without, without trying to sell ourselves here. I sort of said, <laughs> I reckon every single Monday morning or you should have someone that goes through and talks about your team and which players performed well from Supercoach and Fantasy, why they didn't, why they did, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I was like, I reckon they would absolutely love it. And even if, you know, you had every, every Monday morning, like, um, who, who who do you go for? Uh, Warriors. Warriors, sweet. Australian born and bred, but a Warriors supporter. Yeah, nice. So if I'm if I'm at the Warriors, for example, who are absolutely killing it in, in social media, so I wouldn't be surprised just. if they're doing it soon. Uh, if I was the Warriors, you know, I might sit down with Jackson Ford this week and go, hey, um, you made X amount of tackles, you, you did X amount of runs, these ones were over eight metres. Um, is that going to be something that's part of your game every week? Do you have certain KPIs that you try and hit every single week as far as how many runs and everything? Just actually talking to players about their fantasy output, or even asking questions that will just relate back to it. I reckon it would be unreal. You talk a chance, single clock start. You're going to play both sides of the ruck. You're going to sit here. What, 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 what are you thinking when you do this play? You know, just this, I reckon there's such a world for a bit more fantasy sports chat within the clubs because there's so many, so many fans that play it, and you normally find those fans are the most diehard ones. And I sort of I said it to this specific club the other day, and they sort of sat back and went, we've never thought of that. That's not a bad idea, and I thought, okay, let's see if we can start to get the wheel moving here. So, but as far as five years down the track, I don't see my life changing hugely. I'd like to think that within five years I'd have my own studio similar to what Kempi does. Um, that's mm-hmm. definitely a goal for me. Um, but, yeah, I think my life will be pretty similar, and I think by that point I'll definitely be looking around trying to find similar to what Kempi's done for me. He obviously – wanted a co-host, he, he wanted some to, to, to bring someone else under that banner, so he came and found me. I think that I'll be in a position in a few years' time where I'll be able to do the same sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be an exciting few years. I'm not quite sure what it holds. I'm probably more interested in what it looks like in 10 or 15 years, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. um, I really do think that people are just moving away from your, your big medias. And people are moving towards us. Like we, we've been doing these live shows the last few weeks, and it's it's the best. You go to the country, you do a show, you sit on the beers for the next six hours with the people that listen every single week to you religiously. It was just, and I think that when we sit in in the studio, we record our show on a Monday for four hours, and we press send, and it goes out to all of you guys. But we don't get to experience you sitting in the car listening to it for three hours. We don't get to experience you at the you at the gym listening to it. You talking with your mates about oh, what about what what that fucking idiot guru said on on Monday or on Wednesday. It's just all that stuff that we never get to see. So to go out and do the country tours and talk to people about it, it was really um re- re- really humbling how how much it impacts people and how important it is to people's life. I even had a few people say like, which is just crazy to me, just unbelievable. Said like, you're our modern day um, footy show. And for me, the footy show was the highlight of my week. So that means the absolute fucking world to me, you know. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, where it goes from here because, you know, guys like Paul Vaught and Sturlo, Matty, like they'll forever just be absolute gods in my mind for what they did mm. when I was a teenager in my early 20s watching the footy show every Thursday night. So it's pretty special to potentially be a part of something that could be similar for this generation. It's um, It's unbelievable. Well, no, for sure. And you certainly are that. Like, with my mate in this household, we've got the opportunity to live together this year, and that's that's what we do. That's what we engage with, not just you, but any sort of super coach and rugby league content. I'll, I'll watch and listen to everything I can over the limited time I've got 
you, you've been a staple since you you started as the SC guru back in the day. Um, and and yeah, mate, it, I, I'm also well aware that you're a proper day one. Your, your name's been <laughs> popping up for a very long time. So when I, I saw you pop up and I asked some questions, I thought, yep, 100%, let's do it. No, well, I, I very much thank you for giving me the chance to do this. I think uh, the, the Zoom call's got about a minute 30 left until it, it um, <laughs> times out anyway. So we can wrap it up here unless you've got any closing remarks for me. No, 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 mate. That's all good. If you if you ever need anything or anything, or, or you want more advice or anything whatsoever, anything whatever it might be, mate, uh, please reach out. Are you, have you are you going to start your own podcast? Is is that the plan? That is the goal. Well, the yeah. goal is to win Supercoach this year, and then after everyone realizes Join I'm a the professional, they will start listening to me. <laughs> yeah, love that. So, that's what I thought would happen um, too. <laughs> Rightio, mate. Well, thank you very much. I'll certainly be in your ear. Beautiful, more or brother. Less. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll talk soon. Certainly. Thank you very much, mate. See you, Legend. Cheers, mate.